0: Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Tuesday, May 26th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. The Last of Us Part 2 will get its likely final information dump until release later this week. There is a Jack and Daxter remake PlayStation 5 rumor that seems highly unlikely, but would be very exciting. IGN has revealed its surprisingly dense summer of gaming schedule. No Man's Sky is coming to Xbox Game Pass and Minecraft Dungeons is out today. The Last of Us Part 2 is getting a dedicated state of play presentation this week. It looks like The Last of Us Part 2 is getting one final push this week before its official release with a dedicated state of play presentation that will air tomorrow, Wednesday, May 27th in the afternoon, which by the way, means I won't be covering it tomorrow, but I will be talking about it on Thursday's show. On the PlayStation blog announcing the presentation, Sony writes, Naughty Dog Vice President and The Last of Us Part Two director Neil Druckmann will give you a special preview of The Last of Us Part Two coming to PS4 June 19th. Neil will walk you through details of the gameplay experience and story. The current cut is clocking in a little more than 20 minutes, ending with an extended sequence showing off about 8 minutes of never-before-seen gameplay. And no, there won't be any PS5 news or updates in this episode, just a deep dive into the world of The Last of Us Part Two. First of all, I really appreciate Sony being upfront about there not being any PlayStation 5 news. They're in a bit of a tricky position where... It is time to start ramping up for PlayStation 5, but they also have two huge PlayStation 4 games coming out soon that they need to get people excited about, which, of course, is, you know, this game, Last of Us, and then Ghost of Tsushima. Second of all, I don't know that I really want or need this. I am very, very excited for The Last of Us Part Two. I have a lot of confidence in that game. I am already sold on it, and I played the first one, so... I have at least some expectation of what it will look like and how it will play. At this point, I just want to play the finished game. I mean, don't get me wrong, I will be tuning in and making sure that I cannot see any of the comments on screen while the thing airs, because I'm terrified of spoilers, but I would have also been happy to just quietly continue waiting until the final game comes out. And for some, the final game is out kind of funnies Greg Miller tweeted this morning at 2 a.m. I have it I'm playing it I'm reviewing it Friday June 12th 12:01 a.m. Pacific time with a picture of the game having been installed on his hard drive. So the game is out there in the wild which is exciting. It also sounds like the review embargo drops Friday June 12th so that is definitely something that I will be covering on that day. And speaking of Naughty Dog, rumors are circulating that Naughty Dog's post-Crash Bandicoot pre-Uncharted series, Jack and Daxter, may be getting the remake treatment. Now, if I'm being honest here, I really have very little faith in this rumor coming to exist. I bring it up today mostly because I really want it to be true, but not because I think it actually is. But... According to a story from Game Rant's Dalton Cooper, developer Bluepoint, a studio that specializes in remakes and ports that is known predominantly for its excellent remake of Shadow of the Colossus for PlayStation 4, is working on a remake collection of the Jack and Daxter trilogy that will be a launch title for PlayStation 5. Dalton Cooper writes, Nothing official has been announced, but new rumors making the rounds suggest that Bluepoint games could be working on a remake or remaster of the PS2-era Jack and Daxter games. This rumor originates from 4chan, so fans should take it with a massive grain of salt. Even so, there have been legitimate video game leaks from 4chan. And so there is always the off chance that the quote leaker is telling the truth. In any case, the claim is that Bluepoint is working on a project called Jack and Daxter Re Trilogy as a PlayStation 5 launch title, which will presumably be remastered or remade versions of the original three Jack and Daxter games. Personally, I, I really love the Jack and Daxter games, and I love the idea of having a big, bold remake like this being available on day one of the PlayStation 5. And Bluepoint has been teasing all kinds of potential remakes that it could be working on. Rumors have pointed to Demon Souls, and Bluepoint's own Twitter account has teased things like Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Metal Gear Solid, Siphon Filter, Resistance, Silent Hill, all kinds of things. They like to rile people up over on their Twitter account, so I really wouldn't read too much into that. The developer's president, Marco Thrush, told Wired in an October 2019 story about the PlayStation 5. We're working on a big one right now. I'll let you figure out the rest. As much as I love it, I honestly don't know if the Jack and Daxter series is a, quote, big one. But, man, I would certainly love to play it. I hope it exists. I really doubt that it does exist. But I would also be very happy to be wrong. IGN announces its Summer of Gaming schedule. The hole left in the Summer Game announcement schedule left by E3 is being filled with various events, and IGN's previously announced Summer of Gaming event now has a structured schedule filled with teases and dates and everything. The surprisingly dense full schedule is linked in the show notes, but here are some highlights – There will be three unannounced game reveals and an exclusive game reveal for the Samurai Jack game on June 5th. There will be a, quote, unannounced classic revival from Merge Games, a publisher that specializes in publishing physical versions of otherwise digital games, and another announced game reveal on June 8th. David Hayter, the voice of Snake and Big Boss in all but Metal Gear Solid 5, will be making an appearance too. A Guilty Gear Strive character will be revealed on June 9th, and then there will be another unannounced game reveal on June 18th, and yet another unannounced classic revival on June 24th. Those are the handful of planned things that I am excited to learn more about looking over the schedule, but there are a ton more planned events and gameplay showcases. It really is an impressive amount of stuff. No Man's Sky is coming to Xbox Game Pass and Call of Duty WW2 is coming to PlayStation Plus in June. Microsoft has announced its June Xbox Game Pass lineup. The big one is No Man's Sky, a game I continually find impressive from both a technical and just continued support perspective. But it's a game I don't think I will ever personally find exciting. It's just not my thing, but it might be yours. I don't know exactly when it will be added to Game Pass, but it should be sometime next month. Other games being added, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, and the original Destroy All Humans for Xbox, will be available on June 1st. The Shantae games are consistently fun platformers, and I think it's smart to give people a reason to check out the original Destroy All Humans ahead of the release of the remake. To be able to play those games side-by-side will be exciting. Coffee Talk and Cine Mora... Will both be available on June 16th. Coffee Talk is essentially a visual novel about chatting with people while you drink coffee. And Cine Mora is a classic scrolling shoot 'em up, but with modern visuals. Sony announced that Call of Duty WW2 will be available for PlayStation Plus subscribers on May 26th and promises that the rest of the lineup will be revealed soon. Here's what released today. Minecraft Dungeons is out today on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. It's a Diablo-esque hacky slashy action RPG set in the world of Minecraft. There is no terraforming or creating as far as I know, which I suppose it doesn't need. Minecraft proper does plenty of that really well, so this spinoff should feel different, but I don't know, it just it feels a little strange. It's on Xbox Game Pass, so I'm eager to check it out. My kid plays a lot of Minecraft because, you know, she is a human child in the year 2020, so I am eager to try it out with her. You know, like, play something co-op that is a little out of her comfort zone, but kind of looks like that game that is well within her comfort zone. The game is currently sitting at a 71 on Metacritic, so it seems like it's probably solid, and I'm getting it downloaded on my Xbox right now. It's a little under three gigabytes, which is always exciting to remember that there are games that are not, you know, a million gigabytes. Wildfire released yesterday on Steam, and it's a pixelated 2D platformer, all about using the elements to your advantage, like throwing sticky goop on walls to climb them, and using ice and fire to freeze and burn things, respectively. It looks interesting. Hopefully, the developer brings it over to Switch at some point. That's where that's where I'd want to play it. Okay, um, <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best here. Utawerumano, Utawerumano. Prelude to The Fallen is out today on PlayStation 4, and I don't know if I pronounced it correctly, but it's a series that has been out in Japan for some time, but I believe this is the first time it has received a U.S. release. It's a grid-based strategy game that is described as an adult tactical role-playing visual novel on its Wikipedia page. The property has been adapted into anime and internet radio programs, apparently. Again, it's out today on PlayStation 4, also out today is Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath, which adds all kinds of new story content to Mortal Kombat 11, as well as RoboCop. I've got that one downloading onto my hard drive as well. It's a little bit bigger than Minecraft Dungeons, but I I, I skipped Mortal Kombat 11. So I'm kind of jumping in at a, a weird spot, but you know, I'm eager to check it out. That's it for gaming news today. I got some lovely emails and messages over the long weekend. I wanted to read this one from David about Pac-Man. On Friday, I talked about how Pac-Man was celebrating 40 years, and I kind of brushed it off with a short joke segment about it. I absolutely recognize Pac-Man's importance to video games, but I really genuinely don't have much to say about Pac-Man. But David did, thankfully. Here's an email from David. I just thought I'd drop you a quick note regarding the short shrift you gave Pac-Man's 40th anniversary on Friday's show, especially as it did coming straight after the story about the Tenet Fortnite trailer reveal. It strikes me that this would have been a fantastic opportunity to inform many of your younger listeners that Pac-Man was in many ways the Fortnite of its day. A gaming sensation that not only broke user and revenue records, but also crossed into popular culture and permeated the consciousness of non-gamers also. Not only was Pac-Man a seminal game, it also greatly broadened the appeal of video games in general, paving the way for others to follow. As a 50-year-old gamer, I can still vividly remember the impact Pac-Man had on the world of entertainment in the early 80s, and, despite its undoubted popularity, would question whether Fortnite has yet achieved a similar level of recognition. Nothing else, it was certainly worth more than a passing mention. And, you know, David is totally right. Pac-Man might not mean much to younger gamers they probably recognize him as a classic video game character but it's it's hard to explain just how big a deal he was in one of my rare interview opportunities with shigeru miyamoto i asked him about nostalgia and classic games considering how nintendo has published so many games players consider to be nostalgic and he cited pac-man as being an important nostalgic staple for him which i thought was really interesting at F Druid sent the at Gaming Ride Home Twitter account a question in response to the Tenet trailer being shown in Fortnite as well and asked, Is it me or is Fortnite trying the kind of things social VR platforms should be doing? Or are they trying to do? A third person shooter game full of kids is hardly the medium, but the audience is there. I think it's clumsy, but just how much experimentation can that game allow? I mean, the answer there is that VR is definitely trying things, they just don't have nearly the same reach as Fortnite. Funimation has actually partnered with Oculus to have live screenings of movies that you can attend for $3.99. They actually caught my attention by having an Akira showing, a movie I absolutely adore that I was tempted to check out. But when it comes to big names like Star Wars and Christopher Nolan, you just, you can't compete with Fortnite's player base. That's that's where they're going to go. Epic can also literally afford to do weird experimental things like that. I certainly don't want to discourage Fortnite from doing stuff like that, but at FDruid is definitely right in that they're really there's probably a better platform for it. At Pero Invisible also tweeted the at Gaming Ride Home Twitter account on Saturday to say that GTA 5 was no longer free on the Epic Games store as of Thursday. I m- must have mistakenly said it was still free on Friday, so apologies if you went to go try and download the game and missed that window. That was a mistake on my part. Sorry about that. Also, finally, I wanted to mention that Danny O'Dwyer's latest no-clip documentary, The Untold History of Arcane, is on the internet. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. It's an hour and a half, but it covers Arcane's released games like Dishonored, but also its arguably more interesting unreleased games like LMNO, the game that Steven Spielberg was heavily involved with about taking care of a humanoid alien, and Half-Life Ravenholm, which I believe was essentially meant to be Half-Life 2, Episode 4, and was meant to further explore Ravenholm. I am eager to check it out, and it is linked in the show notes if you are a person like me. If you have corrections, or just feedback in general, or also feel like I should give Pac-Man more credit, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at KyleMHilliard or at GamingRideHome, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info and please consider leaving a review for the podcast, or if you listen to it, you can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through Resident Evil Code Veronica X right now, which I'm almost done with, so feel free to Send me your suggestions about what I should play next. I, I haven't decided yet. I'm not sure. I'm weirdly kind of leaning towards Sly 4 because it's the one Sly Cooper game I haven't played. Very strange pick, I realize. You can also find me on the Max Show for more long-form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. Look around. You can find cars like these on Autotrader.